When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back in the locker room and Wolf. I-Y-K-Y-K, what hour this is. <laughs> if you know, you know. It's the power hour, baby. Woohoo! That's right. It is. This is this is uh for this is the foraging hour. I mean, let's just face it. <laughs> foraging. This is the foraging. Yes. 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 It's it's eleven o'clock. It's near midday. Uh people are itching to get out of the office or wherever they may be for their place of work, and they're out hunting for food. So which we, we would we be doing if we that. could do that, you know. Yes, if we if we were in a position to go forage, I mean, I I am closer to a pantry than you are, Wolf. Yes, but um, but once again, you know, it is uh, it's something I'm staying committed to the show. I'm not going to leave my office. Well, thank you. You know, and 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 you know, go grab food that I know is <laughs> within a couple less of le- hallways. less than fifty feet away from me. Yeah, oh, there less than fifty go. feet away from me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good co-host, and I'm not going to vet you. I know I know your <laughs> propensity for packing uh, for packing little 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 nature snacks, of course, such as uh, fruit and nuts um, are, are are a staple for you. Uh, but <laughs> this but is what I happens when you get old. You know, you got to yeah. adjust your eating. You know, you you got to try to eat a little more good stuff you know i mean chalooch was always on me about that because you know tunch was always like one of those you know he was a tree hugger at heart you know what i mean yeah you know, he, he, he'd eat the, he, he got on to eating the good stuff and all that and and uh yeah you know it's you start making a shift you're in your 60s you're like going yeah you know it's that old you know if i know knew that god was gonna let me live this long i'd have taken better care of myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, but at the same time, you're still here, bud. Yes. You're still here. Yes. You're still you're still kicking. Still kicking, you know, baby. You, you still you still make that walk up the hill to the CCAC lot. Yes. You know, and and you're hoofing it and I'm I'm trying to keep up behind you. So, 
I mean, you're doing the good things, you know. I mean, <laughs> Grand Canyon there. walks in the oh, summer, yeah, you know, yeah. taking in, you know, God's country um, out here in Arizona, which is which is a lovely thing. I think you should make that more of a habit. You and Ronnie should just visit each other more in in your place of habit habitus. habitat. You know, you know what's interesting? I was I was reading some stuff on the Grand Canyon. Max, did you realize that the Grand Canyon is bigger than the state of Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. really? Yeah, yeah, really. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, you're going to go, wow. And then, like, you just go, really? Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah. You know, the Grand Canyon is huge. It's 277 miles long and 18 miles wide at its widest. And almost 6 million people visit the Grand Canyon each year. I thought that was pretty significant. I was... Doing some stuff because I, I, I was doing a show with Friar Muth last night, you know, out at the Giant Eagle Market District or the uh, Taj Ma Eagle, as you call it. And uh, The Taj Ma Eagle? Yes, yes. And uh, so we were out there and I was looking at, at the fact that, you know, we're, do, we're talking a little bit of hiking and stuff like that. And, and the Grand Canyon, they say that the oldest human artifacts found in the canyon date to 12,000 years old. Good grief. Man, oh, man. That's old. Wow. Yeah, you live in that, the that, canyon. That that is that is actually very old. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, I mean, I I think, but that that's one of the things when you look at just kind of how old the world is, right? And you just it just it takes your breath away because I think we kind of you know you get caught up with modern technology, you're thinking about right. the future and everything else. But I mean, there's a lot to be learned from the past, and there's a and this 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 land has been around for a very long time. Oh yeah. And yeah. when you can understand some of the natural formations that are just awe inspiring, um, and take those in, like I had the opportunity to go to uh, Zambia in Africa. Zambia. Wow. Yes, and one of the uh, natural wonders of the world is there, um, in Livingstone, actually, Livingstone, Zambia. And it's uh, Victoria Falls. It's one of the natural oh, wonders of the world. I've seen pictures of that. Wow. It yeah. is absolutely breathtaking. You know, and, and I mean, and who doesn't love a waterfall? You right, know what I'm saying? Right, I mean, right. It's something majestic and magical about it. But it, it's when you see walls and walls, and it go, it makes almost, it looks like a 90 degree turn. I know it's a softer angle turn, mm-hmm. but when you look down a pathway Oof. and you see nothing but waterfalls and then it wraps around to the side and it's still, it's still going, it's just tremendous because it's like, where does all this water go and where does all this water come from, right? Um, and, and that's what I feel like with the Grand Canyon, like this humongous space yeah. on earth that has this depth to it and yet you can go all the way down and it feels different and then come all the way back up out of it and it spans like you said larger than the state of rhode island i mean it's just it's it's all inspiring when you think about breathtaking just god's work on this on on this planet right yeah i mean it is just it's tremendous um how it has come to be and the fact that we're here to enjoy it and Think about our ancestors before us who possibly encountered these things, right? Oh, it had to be um, magnificent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the discovery in general of those things. So, no, absolutely right. I mean, it, it's beautiful, and that's why I always encourage people to travel Yeah. Um, because you just th- this world's so big, 
And there's so many tremendously beautiful things out here in this world. Um, I know we can get caught up and we can get homogenized in a lot of things, right? Get into right, our silo. Right. But I mean, this is a this is a big, expansive, beautiful place with beautiful people all around it. Um, and to go and interact with them um, is a blessing. And then also interact with nature. Um, and one, know, not not to sound like a tree hugger, right? But right. <laughs> there's more than trees to hug out there in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. I will say this. You know, it's really funny. Zambia. That was uh, that was my, my un- un- uncle and my aunt, my uncle Les and Aunt Peck. They were missionaries in Africa, and that was part of the, the area. Oh where wow! They went. Yeah, they were over there. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. He, you know, Uncle Les, he passed on now. He's with Jesus, but you know, he's uh, you know he was over there for a long time, and it was it's pretty cool. Um, anyhow, yeah. moving just just to wrap something up, I got to tell you, it just stimulated thought. You know, because you're we're in Orchard Park, and we're only you know within less than a what a forty minute drive to Niagara Falls, maybe thirty minute drive, right? Yes, I was yep. up there one time. I'll never forget. I overheard a tourist from another country ask the tour guide, "How do they get the water back up on top to go over the falls again?" <laughs> I'm, I'm just Pumps. saying. I'm just pumps. saying, okay. I, you know, you I'm, go. I'm not going to comment go on it. I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah. it just, what are you going to do? <laughs> you are better than me, Wolf, because I, I was that little snot nosed kid that was a smart Alec. <laughs> I would have been like, I'd be like buckets. Why not? Buckets. buckets. Yeah. Lots and lots of buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but indeed. But yeah, no, that, that is a beautiful thing because having family li- that, that lived in Detroit, um, you know, and we would go visit, so we'd go to like Coney Island and stuff like that. But we actually took a trip one year for our family reunion to Niagara Falls. Mm. And I just remember, you know, being, you know, as you go further back before you actually get to the falls when you're up top. Yes. Um, you know, walking back, my cousin, like, man, I'd love to go fishing here and trying to stick his hand in the water. I'm like, dude, if you, you fall me? in, yeah. there's the, the only end is over the side. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, come on, where like, like, why would you even tempt fate like that? And but I get it. There's people who want to tempt that fate, but I'm like, no. I'm like, I know it's at the end of this rainbow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like exactly. this is a tremendous. Well, people have gone over in barrels and all this other stuff oh, to see Max, if they can. Su- listen like, to this. No. L- listen to this. My my grandmother and grandfather they they had met this uh, couple. This okay. You had a neighbor who had a, a boat up on, uh, you know, on the Niagara River above the falls, and he took the neighbor kids. A couple, I, I'd take them for a ride. Well, one time with two, a brother and sister, and and this guy, um, the the motor conked out, and the boat was headed for the falls. The young boy, he was like seven years old. He had a, you know, a, a vest on. Um, he made, he went over the falls, and they actually pulled him out. He survived it. It's unbelievable. The girl. Sorry, what? The girl was pulled out of the river about 11 to 13 feet above above the lip by a by a police officer hanging onto the the, the uh, railing and leaning out and grabbed this girl as she was going by. If you can imagine that, and I'll never forget that because it was all over the news when I was growing up, and my grandmother and my grandfather had actually met this the, the kids because they had gone to a church camp. That they, you know, that was associated with our our church, and they had met the, these kids. Now, the man who drove the boat, unfortunately, he didn't make it. 
But it's it was an amazing act of God that this young boy went over and then his sister was pulled out just mere feet from the edge. It's just an incredible story. But anyhow, I guess I've I've diverted you enough right now. We probably got to get back to the game <laughs> at hand. And the game at hand yeah. is going to be um, one that, first of all, I think – you know, you gotta you gotta be ready to ride the storm out. Speaking of, you know, <laughs> storms and stuff, you gotta ride the storm out in Buffalo because you know they're gonna come out and they're gonna try to really, you know, put the, you know, kick the the, the Steelers right in the keister from the get go. And it's gonna be one of those. You know how it is when you go into one of these venues that is so, you know, they're so into their team, like you know, Western New York is, and the Bills Mafia and everything else. It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be nasty. It's gonna be you know, high energy, and you got to be prepared to withstand that storm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the funny stats that came up this week, Wolf, in my, in my early research is, I don't know if you knew this, but um, with Kenny Pickett being named the starter at this point, okay, um, he would go up the next seven games, come against teams with a winning record. Uh, from the previous year, mm. next seven games in a row, and the first task is going up against the number one pass defense in the NFL, which is the Buffalo Bills, um, and that would actually be the longest streak by a rookie to start a career since 1950. Wow, oof, that's a kick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yep, that's a right. kick. Uh, as Chuck Noll once said about an incident that occurred in Cleveland with Jack Lambert, uh, he said. Jack got kicked where a young man shouldn't be kicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that's one of the things. And they also talk about history um, later on in my research studies, um, boating well for Kenny Pickett, um, you know, making the comparisons to Roethlisberger and also to, you know, to Brad Shaw. Right. Um, and uh, Lynn Dawson. How about that? Oh, one? Lenny Dawson. Hey, did you hear yeah. what Ben said on his podcast? No, I did not. He, what did, he what was did texting, Benjamin say? Well, he was texting back and forth, I guess, with Kenny after the game. Said, "Hey, don't worry about that interception." You know, he's. I think he said something about what you referenced the other day. His first or second pass was a pick. You know, yeah, it's just one second of those one things in his second, career. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, Kenny, and look at him now. Time. Look at him now, baby. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So, if if that's got anything to do with it, we're, we're we'd be sitting good uh, for the next. 18 years wouldn't we if if that was any indicator um but certainly you know but certainly you got to think about the fact you know when ben made his start you know the defense was all together and right now we just we have a defense that's hurting a little bit yeah we have a defense that's not all together right now and like you said they're on the mend um we've got injuries i mean Yes, there is a reinforcement in DeMonte KZ if you're talking about safety. Right. Um, input and assistance with the absence of Terrell Edmonds. But, you know, there's still some other ones, right? Like a corner, you know, I think elevating a James Pierre to uh, to fill in some of those duties opposite Cam Sutton yep. and uh, Levi Wallace and Arthur Millette. Um, you're going to need some help there. I think, you know, defensive line. You know, it, you know, how does Cam's health play into this equation as well? You know, I think guys have acquitted themselves well. You know, Montrevious had him getting the bump up last week um, for Tyson Alawalu in the starting hole. Right. But also DeMarvin Leal coming on and doing some really good things um, as well from a, from that big DN position uh, that he's been playing. 
Wormley uh, getting some more extended snaps. But, uh, you know, as we continue to see, like, you know, we know that Jameer Jones and Malik Reed are our guys right now. They're just guys that fill a space. Um, we haven't seen truly the impact of them. Maybe this week is the week that they get off, right? Maybe they have a shot at, at starting to create some buzz and and move this team in a better direction. But you're gonna you're gonna have some challenges in front of you. Um, that offensive line, you know, Deion Dawkins um, is pretty good. Um, you know, Spencer Brown, both those tackles. Um, Ryan Bates, Mitch Morse, and 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 good old Roger Saffold, my old yeah. teammate from the Rams. Uh, you know, being in there. Wait a minute, uh, your old you teammate? Know. What's that? Uh, Roger Saffold. I was with the St. Louis Rams, Wolf. You know that, right? I didn't know that. I yeah. forgot. I mean, I, yeah, oh my! I, yeah. yeah, I forgot. I remember that now. Yeah, Towards, oh, yeah. I w- oh, okay. I went, there, I went there for a couple of games okay. for a year. Yeah, Roger yep. was on. Roger was a young guy on the squad. Oh, so, okay, uh, all right. And he's yes. a guy we, we we still kept in touch to this day. So, you see, good old Roger up there. Um, I wonder if Bobby Hart will be off of suspension by then. Um, their backup, their right. backup swing guy, because uh, he had a little altercation and punched a Tennessee coach in the in the head. Ooh, that's a mistake. Uh, <laughs> That'll get you in yeah, trouble. That's not good, and also not a good body part to want to swing at, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you know how it is. You you got your hands all taped up and everything. It doesn't matter. That's true until you untape them and they're throbbing, and well, you then might have that's something broken. Yeah, that could be. That's a problem. That's a problem. But uh, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, th- but this is this is a pretty good squad up front, offensive wise. Um, the line got got their boost. Um, you know, bringing over Mitch Morris, of course. Um. After after a uh, after a Super Bowl run, so he's been there for a couple of years, um, you know, and 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 just just doing a good job up there. Of course, bringing Roger and free agency over. Um, so I mean, it, it's a squad that's not invincible, but it's a pretty good squad that's been together, that knows how to play together. That's you know we're hoping that's the hope of this offensive line that they get to that point. But uh, they do a great job protecting Josh. Josh has a great feel for them, right? And uh, and it, and it works well for him. So, you know, getting through that group, um, and then affecting Josh in the pocket. I mean, I think we got a, I think we got a glimpse of what the defense line is going to be up against with the way that Zach Wilson was moving around on Sunday. Um, that's the same type type of person you have to anticipate for this week. Except for hopefully you learn from your mistakes that once you beat a block or whip a block. Keep going in that direction until otherwise told. <laughs> Don't think about where you think they're going to be. Go where they're at, and then when they're not, retrace. There um, you go. I think that was that was one of the biggest things I saw from Sunday's game was that guys had whipped the blocks, and then they slowed down to, like, break down to see where Zach was going to go, and that gave Zach time. But had they kept on the initial path, they would have taken him down, and there would have been three to four more sacks in this ball game um, last week. That would have that would have definitely made the, the complexion of this game look a lot different, um, and so hopefully they learn from that going into the Josh Allen week. Well, I do know this: we're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you, Max, that the Buffalo defense is top five in almost every category, but one, which Ooh. maybe the Steelers can use to exploit. So stick around and find out which one. We'll be back with more SNR. We're going to bring on a great friend of the show. Steel City insider Jim Wexel joining us right now because 
He was supposed to be on at 11 o'clock, and I got it mixed up, which I normally do. This is And, Wex, by the way, you understand, of course, this is what short-term concussion syndrome looks like up close. You know, <laughs> this, this is what we do, all right? But I got to answer a question before I bring you on. The Buffalo defense is top five in almost every category but one. Now, can you guess which one, Wex? Oh, man, Wolf. I spent all morning rewriting your story. I didn't have time to look up stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm late all over Ghost the place, writer. man. I'm a, all right. How about this? Third downs. They're only 19th. They're in the bottom half of the league in third downs. All right? That's mm-hmm. that's something Something maybe you can the Steelers can exploit. You know, I'm just hoping. Now you, we're, we're, we, we're, you can grab onto anything. What do you think, Wex? You know, the stat I really wanted to look up was when the when was the last time they were 14 point underdogs? Is that what? Did you, I didn't even did know. You, yeah, did you look that one up yet, Wolf? So I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I got one stat. Third all right. downs. Well, yeah, you know uh, that. Hey, if 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 there's a quarterback on the Steelers who could take care. Take advantage of that. It's Kenny Pickett. So, there you go. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Very good. Look. At I that. don't know what Silver else to lining. say, Wolf. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> this this just seems like such a uh, a no chance game. Uh, maybe that gives the Steelers a chance. The fact that everybody's going to just dismiss their chances, and maybe that gives them the chance. But wow, this is a tough one. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. And Jim, you know. This is something that, you know, we've looked at history and, you know, we referenced uh, Ben Roethlisberger texting Kenny Pickett, talking about don't worry about the pick. I had one in my first two passes as a starter um, when I got when I went into the game halfway through. So uh, but I mean, when you look at just, you know, evaluating what Kenny did on Sunday and trying to project for this Sunday. I mean, how, how how inspired are you that this offense might take a different direction um, with Kenny Pickett at the quarterback position? Oh, man. I, I'm excited for the rookie receiver, George Pickens, mm-hmm. and uh, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I believe yep. those guys are true, true talents and will maximize their potential with Kenny. Now, the running game. They need a running game, and we talked about that last week uh, because that's what Ben had as a rookie. Right. You can, dumb, you can dumb these things down, rookie quarterbacks, if you have a running game. Do they have a running game? That's, that's the question. Does, does Kenny Pickett help that? Probably more of a passing threat, sure. But, you know, is Najee fast enough? Does he need to lose weight? I, I don't know. I don't know where I, where you guys stand with that. I'm not sure. I'm unsure. Well, it's different. It's the difference is that you see the acceleration on a, in a Jalen Warren that um, you know with Najee, uh, he, he's not. I think to, in my mind he does not bend it back very much. You know what I mean? He's more of a bang or bounce guy than he is a bend it back. Where Jalen seems to be able to uh, be able to bend it back pretty quick and see the holes on the backside. Did Najee have that last year at 12 pounds lighter and one foot injury removed? I can't remember. I know I was excited at the end of the year, but his overall average was pretty blasé. 
and and maybe you know maybe maybe my perception of Najee comes with first rounder attached to it. Therefore, I'm expecting Nick Chubb. And again, I, I've seen Nick Chubb this year too. Right. So, you know, I, I'm just a little disappointed and just wonder if that running game will ever be what they wanted it to be when they drafted him in the first round. No, no, I, I think I think that is a pertinent question because, like you said, you've seen the shifting gears when Jalen Warren comes in versus yep. when Najee's in there. And you see Jalen Warren makes a decision and goes with it full steam ahead, you know, and kind of gives disregard for his body at times, I feel like, uh, running, up in, running up in there in some situations. But, you know, I, I think for Najee, I think you pose a good question, you know, to be light or not light, that is the question. Um, you know, is his weight that he's thinking he needs to have on to absorb, you know, some, some, some of the, uh, the punishment or is it to dole out punishment, but do you lose a step in the process? And like you said, nagging foot injury has led him to being kind of indecisive, I think is the best way of putting it. So, uh, well, I, I kind of oh, hope that it's injury related instead of. You know, I'm I'm not saying and he didn't get fat, of course. No, I mean he had no. a twelve pounds. He he wants to be Derrick Henry, I think. Well, and he's, he's I, a stud, I, man. I mean, you know, he is. But what what you're saying, and and I just wonder, you know, we we I th- didn't we have a conversation? We were wondering, going, I wonder if he's over training at all, or whether his his yeah. legs are a bit dead or something, or or we're just not seeing that that acceleration that we're accustomed to seeing from him. Yeah, and of course, seeing Nick Chubb saying, now there's a first-rounder. That's what you get in the first round, a real threat. Someone's scary back there. Um, you know, I, I just thought I just thought he might take the Le'Veon Bell path and lose 12 pounds after his rookie season. Well, that's true. But And, and I don't know if that's his style or if this added weight will make him a Derrick Henry type, if, if that suits him more. And I didn't mean to take your discussion into the running back era, uh, area, but it, I think it does – it is a need with the rookie quarterback, no matter how good he is. There's no question. Look, you you got to get producers. And if Jalen Warren is, is – up there producing some some reps and he's fought his way into getting reps it's not you know again i'm not i'm not overly concerned with with uh naji because i think naji is going to be naji and you're going to keep going and he's going to just get better as this line gets better but with jalen warren he's really productive in the limited reps that he gets and it makes you wonder if you can get some more reps in there I will. I will say as much as I love Jalen Warren uh, as a player and as a person, I, I really uh, like him. You know, I think we, I don't know if we talked about this, but he's in the exact locker as his cousin Willie Parker, and I don't. <laughs> I, I think that was totally coincidental. But um, uh, the the fumble, uh, the lateral, um, you know that those kind of plays concern me. Having two rookies back there. I love the fact that both of them took responsibility for it. Right. Uh, Kenny kind of laughed it off because Jalen said, I, I think I might have been too deep. And then I, I said, boy, I didn't I didn't think that. <laughs> and then upon replay, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe he's, he was a little too deep. But uh, um, 
uh, he said, well, it hit my fingertips. I should have caught it. And it, it, I had just left a conversation with Pat Fryermuth telling me he should have caught that pass that was intercepted. <laughs> those were back-to-back plays. That, that, that was the downfall, those two plays, right? And um, yeah. I, 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 I think Kenny's bad pitch was more of a mistake than the interception. I know, Wolf, I know what you were writing today, mm-hmm. that he shouldn't have thrown it. You shouldn't throw 50-50 balls like that at, at a crucial time. It did hit Pat right in hands. I mean, it would have been a great catch. Well, that's the uh, point with Chase Claypool, too. I mean, that that's that's one of those big plays that I don't know. I'm, I mean, this is what I expected from Chase, you know, because he has that athletic ability. He's got that that intangible stuff that makes for great receivers, but the manifestation of some of those great catches has been a bit here and there, you know? I, I think Kenny was just playing the long game there because Minka picked it off and ran it back to the four a couple plays later. So I think that was wise strategy by the rookie to throw that pick there oh. to Chase. Oh, I I, I don't think yeah. – oh, I see what you say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just hindsight. Boy, hindsight boy. is always twenty twenty. Right, do you know what I-Y-K-Y-K means? If you know, you know. Right? Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah, there it is. Yes, Wex. Thank Why? you. First hour, I was totally stumped by that, and I got reprimanded by Max and Wes and, and made fun of because I couldn't re- I couldn't figure out what I-Y-K-Y-K meant. So if you know, you know, and it seems like, okay, you knew. You knew something I didn't know there. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, you know. I know. Well, well, the, the beauty, uh, you know, of, of both of us as we get old is we, we seek out answers to this stuff. You know, there's a lot of my friends, they just sit in their living room and they do not care about the new stuff. <laughs> At least we care about the new stuff. We look foolish finding the answer. True. But we do. And by the time we find the answer, the kids have moved on to other cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm always, always running from behind. Such as but life. it's but, the it's the eternal pursuit of knowledge, though. Wex. Yes, it is, what, and that's what, what that's what's great. That's what's impressive about you, Wolf. But uh, <laughs> the 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 point about those two plays is that everything was going so great for Kenny. It looked like he was ready to lock that game up. Three and a half minutes left, and then those two plays happened. Right. Both of those receiver, both of those skill players took responsibility, and Kenny just just dismissed both of them. It was my fault. I love that. I mean, there's there's character uh, building with this, there at is. least the offense, and of, of course the defense, and and that's what you know Pittsburgh Steelers organization has always been about. And I think the the new breed is uh, following in in that footstep also. Yeah, no, I I I, I think it is. I think it's in the same vein. Uh, Wex, one of the things that Coach Tomlin talked about. Um, injuries and some that we've talked about on the show. Um, how concerned are you with the banged up secondary going into this week? Uh, Terrell is in concussion protocol. Minka's got a knee thingy, and and that Cam is a professional Sutton. diagnosis. That that is a thingy. Yeah. Uh, Cam Sutton as well, and of course, uh, you know Cam Hayward um, on the D line. I know it's not the secondary but he affects the secondary with his pass rush. Uh, how concerned are you with this defense going into this game? Well, I'm concerned with the defense if they're healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but my guess is only Witherspoon doesn't play. That's just my guess. 
I, I believe Cam will play both. Well, I don't know about Cam Sutton. That's that's a cornerback with a. He said groin slash hamstring or both. Yeah, groin hamstring. Yeah, it's all ligamentation down there. You know, that's all together. Yeah, you know, and the it hip doesn't bones connected sound, to the thigh bone and that sort of thing. Doesn't sound <laughs> good for a corner. And the fact that uh, Tomlin mentioned a guy on the practice squad, Josh Jackson. Yeah tells you that he needs to replace more than Witherspoon and Jackson's already been on his mind. Jackson was a um, second round pick by the Packers in 2018 and played 10 games was traded after a bad preseason in 2019 and has been cut three times since and Mm. landed on the Steelers practice squad. He was at one time considered a, a bona fide prospect. So uh, the fact that Tomlin mentioned him tells me that Cam Sutton probably is not going to play. So, concern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got James Pierre, uh, who's doing some good things on special teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's had his moments. But, wow, James Pierre against Josh Allen and that company and that crew. That, that, that's that's tough. That's tough. It does that's 14-point underdog tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Look, I will say this again, though. One of the greatest opportunities in life that you can have as a professional athlete is to go into a visiting stadium when everyone is downplaying or totally not giving you a chance. And, and, and I can't tell you what it is to wake up on game day. And that whole, it's so overwhelming. It's, it's like you, you have this adrenaline rush going that is really amazing. And I just hope the boys can bottle that and take it in with them to Buffalo because they're going to need every bit, every ounce of adrenaline they can get uh, to combat what that uh, what they're going to be facing when they hit Highmark Stadium because that is one crowd. I when I played there the first time I now remember I grew up 2.4 miles from that stadium. The first time I played there, my uh, was it my second year in league or was it my, could have been my rookie. I can't remember which, but I'll never forget walking off the field and my line coach came up to me and goes. You told me that you, you know, you're from Orchard Park. These are your people. They love you. I go, look at them. They love me. We're walking up the ramp, and people are throwing, spitting at us. <laughs> they're, they're throwing things at me, and they're giving me the Hawaiian good luck. You know, you're number one. You know, John, yeah. and yelling things at me like, what's the matter? Well, we, we, when the Bills weren't good enough for you, like, I had a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah, a thing called yeah. the NFL draft where, you know, you go where they draft you, right? But that's what. Orchard Park was. That's you know what Western New York was. You know they 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 were unforgiving. Well, Wolf, um, I grew up three point four miles <laughs> yeah. from Orchard Park Stadium in Lancaster. There you go. And uh, when I went back, I too was spit on. Oh, were you? But I was not on the football field or anything like that. <laughs> oh gosh. But I'll Sorry. never forget. I'll never forget last year. When the Steelers woke up on game day with that underdog uh, mentality and did upset the Bills. And I don't think the Bills are going to forget that either. So, true. Just when you think there's a possibility of hope, there's another angle that says, you know, the Bills are going to be pretty mad too. Not only are they <laughs> a lot better and healthier, they're going to be upset. <laughs> so, I, I do think, and you know, Wolf, you and I, both spent time uh, part of our childhood you you more i uh, i moved there from chicago as a kid and uh man they are rabid they're northeast snowbound 
football fans and this is a championship team and is. Uh, this is a team that they're playing against it. still the Steelers have a bullseye in the same way the New England Patriots have a bullseye no matter how Ben's gone Brady's gone but man the bullseye remains and these poor kids <laughs> got to deal with it <laughs> no exactly. doubt about it yeah it's like when your big brother makes a mess and the little brother gets blamed for it, he has to clean it up <laughs> not that I'm, I'm projecting my childhood trauma on you guys right now um <laughs> but you know if there is a, if there is a silver lining or something to glean Outside of Wolf's uh, fantastical stat about them being 19th and uh, third down defense, I mean, where do you see there possibly being a, a, a positive moment, something to hold on to, Wex, before we let you go? I, I want to make sure that we, we end this on a positive note and not doom and gloom. Uh, I, what, what I, do you do believe, I do believe last year, the um, uh, or last week, the Bills' secondary was beat up. I don't. I haven't looked into it yet. If you guys know anything about that, their secondary might be beat up. Yeah, and got some you know, issues. Steelers do seem to have a passing offense now. So, and that fourteen-point underdog thing, you know, eh, there's there's something to what Wolf's trying to say here yeah. about waking up with magic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If the Bills, you know, the Bills have played. Here's the other thing: the Bills have played some difficult games. Uh, to open the season. Some emotional games. I believe last week it was a big rally against the Ravens, was it yes, not? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So maybe they're maybe they're a little tired. I don't know. <laughs> We're all grasping, aren't we, baby? <laughs> maybe the wind only comes into the stadium when Josh Allen's that quarterback. Maybe that's the other thing. That we Wex, I want to thank well. you, brother. We're going to have to run, but thank you so much for hanging in there, even when I have a mentality type of uh, – issue where you know i get the uh the 11 11 20 mixed up so thank you for hanging in there with us we appreciate you coming on i'm just gonna have to do without salad at lunch today (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness all right get one of those uncrustables that's what you get man those things are great they're they're ready anytime all right jim wexel steel city insider thank you brother appreciate you and we'll be back max is going to wrap it up for us when we come back all right, final segment here. Home stretch, bell lap, however you want to call it <laughs> on today's show. Um, and, you know, great, great interview. Glad we are getting our guests back on the show, Wolf. I know, Glad even if I screw up. <laughs> no, listen, they, but but they show up regardless. There which you is, go. Which is, well, which is fantastic. We appreciate Jim Wexel, man. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Yeah, J- Jim, Jim is awesome and... This is nice to have two weeks in a row where we've had a guest on the show. That, Isn't that amazing? Is, that yeah. Is nice. Well, we got tomorrow. Let's see. Tomorrow we're going to have Jerry Dulac, and uh, at some point here, I think, I think Stan Sabrin was was you know we were going to get him on at some point here, so we're going to have to talk to him too. Because uh, yeah, we got we got to get Stan the man on. There you, you know? go. Well, the Godfather. Come on. Yeah, if Godfather, the Godfather wants I mean, to come on, he comes on. That's the way it is, you know? Exactly, exactly. You know, he, he, he we make an offer he can't refuse. That's all it is. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, Wolf, uh, positivity. Yes, I mean, positivity. I think we have to end the show with positivity. Um, but that 14-point underdog thing does bother me a little bit about positivity. That's a lot. Yeah. That's huge. You know, yeah, that, that 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 that's a big, 
It's a big number to overcome. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It is uh, it is tough, but at the same time, I think that you know it can't it it we, we could always beat expectations. I think the good thing is is that there is a certain level of anonymity still with Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. coming in as opposed to Mitch, right? Right. Because they don't have a book Mitch, on him. Yeah, they don't have a book on him, and he also. Uh, did not spend a year in Buffalo like Mitch Trubisky did right. to where he was running the practice squad and the defense has a better beat on him and his tendencies. So I think you do bring some of that anonymity to it. I think people are kind of playing up the whole rookie starting at quarterback thing and that influenced the decision of the point spread. Um, but I also know that Vegas is not lit by winners. Um, yeah, <laughs> also. Right. Uh, but, but I do, you know, I do look at, I think they can beat the expectations. I think there is what Wex said, there is a passing game when you're thinking about just kind of the health of some of the Buffalo defenders on the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think if there is a crack in the armor that is Buffalo, it's going to be there. Um, so how do you devise a plan against those guys? I think that's where Mitch Trubisky really comes in because he's a guy who can give insight to the philosophy, right? To what Leslie Frazier likes to do and can hopefully glean some, uh, some little tendencies that we might be able to take advantage of. One thing I was inspired by was the way that Kenny Pickett attacked the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. I I really would like to see that. Um, And it was, uh, it was one of those things that we had talked about so much about how allergic to the middle of the field the Steelers' offense was in the passing well, uh, aspects. Think about this, Max. And, and I look at this and I go, you know, Mitch has. When you, I, I go, I go back to all the time thinking about watching Mitch throw the ball and being very protective. But he was, and he was, he was doing a good job of protecting the ball. And things could have been much different had Pickens made that grab on that that opening bomb that he threw in the first half. Remember that one that that uh, yeah. you know Pickens was running under, and if Deontay Johnson had made a play, which it would have been a spectacular catch, but it was still, I mean, that that's a fourteen point swing right there that could have maybe changed you know quarterbacking history as far as you know Kenny's uh, emergence here. So you know there, there's a lot of things that can happen, you know what I mean? And Kenny is certainly capable. I just the only thing that worries me is that atmosphere and how much you're going to have to hack away because if you it's going to be hard to communicate at the line of scrimmage. No, it is. It is. And I think the Steelers will, will, will work on that, and they'll be working on that very soon down here on the south side. Right. Um, you know, working with the big speakers outside, the aircraft, airplane, whatever white noise type music. I don't even know where they get that soundtrack from. It's horrible. But, uh, yeah, it it is. It is. And you know what? Are you going down to practice today, Wolf? Yes. Yeah, I'll be down there. All right. All right. Pack your earmuffs. You know what? Pack your earmuffs, bud, for for, for me as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but we do have to step aside. It is the end of the show for today. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows, if you missed any of this show today, you missed the interview with Wex, you missed us talking about – the majesticness of travel around this world and different sites. Um, you can all you can go download that and many more um, of the shows on the SNR lineup. We're talking about you know the Blitz with Wes and Moats. We're talking about the Standard with Tom and Jacob, 
Godfather's on there, the Game Day podcast for Mike Mike Tomlin with Bob Labriola, and a host of other SNR insights. You can get them on the Steelers mobile app. You can get them on iHeart, and you can also get those on Spotify and other places where you podcastify. Um, but it's been a great show, and tomorrow, you know, we'll start looking ahead more to Baltimore. To, to, sorry, Baltimore. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, the game was Baltimore last week. That's why it's on my head. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that breakdown as we get closer to the weekend and to the bout against the Buff Bills up there in uh, Wolf's old stomping grounds of Orchard yes. Park, New York. You've been listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Take care, folks. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.